Oh my goodness, ladies and gentlemen, we are back. The Strive Golf Podcast. Oh, it feels good. Devin here. Sean, SC, dude, it's good to see you, man. What? How are we doing? Man, it's it's been a long time. It's uh, a lot has happened. I, a lot has changed. I it seriously has. I I feel like uh, I don't even know. I don't know how to play golf anymore because oh. I'm I'm buried. I'm buried in snow. Um, I gotta relearn all the uh, all the PGA Tour stuff, right? We've been on a bit of a hiatus, but nope. that's back up and running again. And yeah, uh, and yeah. I mean, I unfortunately am joining you in this uh, unfortunate climate and big change for for the Porter fam. Man, we we're no longer in St. George. It's a it's a bittersweet thing. As I look out the the window where I used to do these, and uh, I no longer see a a nice beautiful palm tree. I see just cold and desolate land and just snow and it's yeah it's it's i'm shook i'm not gonna lie and then in classic dude fashion you've moved back closer to me but i bet because it's cold and we aren't golfing i bet i and we're not doing we haven't been doing the podcast i've talked to you less yeah in the four months since you've been a couple miles away from me again go figure go figure I know. Maybe, uh, maybe it was all a mistake. I don't know. You'll have to, you'll have to talk to my wife, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, I could go, we could go in so many different directions. Like this episode, we honestly were just like, Hey man, we're just going to jump back in and, and just start no, like, oh, what should we chat about here? I wanted to talk about this. Like none of that, just, you know, new year, new start, just kind of getting back into it. I definitely have missed it. And it's actually been kind of cool to see and hear like, people some people i know some random folks that have like kind of reached out of like is is strive dead and i'm like yeah it died it definitely died for a little bit there as your boy was shook in his uh in his decision to to move back to to south jordan so yeah it's like i could go down that road we could go down the golf road we could go down you know personal goals for 23 i don't freaking know but it's just good to be back and it's good that and it's just good to see your face that's all Definitely. Definitely. So, yeah. I mean, what, what do you want to start with? I, maybe I'll let you lead. What topic do you want to go down first? Oh man. I, I mean, for, I think the folks who, who may be wondering, I don't know, they may or may not, they may not care, but it, it is, you know, getting away from St. George has been, it's been different. And, you know, there's a lot that, you know, went into it that I'll spare the the details, but ultimately, you know, kind of the, the family decision and was always kind of part of the plan, honestly, um, for, for what we did. Uh, but it happened in like two years rather than I thought it was going to happen in like four or five. But, um, so yeah, but it's, it's good to be back. Like I am excited. Like I got to kind of taste the end of the season, the kind of get some good fall ball up here, which was like awesome. Like the whole month of September and a lot of October was like 70 degrees and it was like just perfect. And we played a good amount as it was like, yeah, this is, this is nice. I missed that. And then, you know, now we've had the last, like just an unbelievable amount. This would happen the year we moved back here, just getting absolutely dumped on with, with the snow. And so, yeah, just kind of made this shift out of golf, like getting back hardcore into like basketball, which has been weird, but, but enjoyable, like all my effort and, you know, attention and, you know, spare time has, has kind of gone there rather than, than golf, which has been different from the last two years. So it's uh it's different 
uh, but it's good. Like I'm, I'm pumped for the summer and and for spring and, and we're going to be able to play more together, which is, which is always good. So, um, I mean, anyway. with that, like, uh, have you been able, like, have you done anything golf related really? So, I mean, besides, I, I know you went down to St. George to see your family for Christmas and get to yeah. play a little bit down there at least. Yeah. Yeah. And that was awesome. So I was down there for basically like two weeks. We just went down there and, and for the first few days, it was awesome. It was like 60 degrees played like four times in short sleeve shirts. Like it was, it was amazing. And then kind of after, after Christmas and into the new year, it, it got, the weather got pretty terrible and then I got sick. So yeah, didn't get a, but I was able to play like four times, which is awesome. But b- besides that, not like I hadn't done anything golf related. Hadn't, I'm not hardcore like you, man. I'm not hitting mulligans in 20 degrees with the heaters trying to smack balls and see the ball flight. So honestly, I've just kind of gotten back into yoga and basketball and uh, you're catching me on a pretty big high right now. Actually, I, I'm embarrassed to say I kind of jumped on the, uh, the, the fad of the ice baths my wife that's a celeste got me for for christmas she got me an ice bath and <laughs> dude that thing is so miserable like that it is the worst but it's like the best at the same time it's it's such a weird paradox of like i hate it but i love it so anyway that's kind of where my yeah where the attention has been and it's it's unfortunate what about you i know like i said you're i can always catch you with a punch pass at mulligans come december and snow but what else uh i mean honestly and i mean i know we joke about me always being at the range but i've I've dialed it down quite a bit this one i just i haven't i haven't swung as much um i haven't because i've got a net in my garage but i haven't really busted it out this winter um trying maybe a different approach this this winter where not swinging as much so my goal is to hit hit the range maybe once a week just to just to sort of engage the swing muscles. Nice. Um, and then other than that, I, I try to put 20, 30 minutes a night in, um, down. I've got a little putting green in my basement oh, yeah. that's, uh, that I can, can roll some putts on. So I'm trying to do about 20 to 30 minutes a night there just to, to work on putting. Cause nice. I feel like that's kind of where the low hanging fruit for some improvement needed for me is, um, so just trying to get repetitions there and then, impressive um getting back in getting back to to lifting more weights a little bit so last year i felt like i I battled some like a nagging shoulder injury which was just a pain right just that turning 30 right and i've got all these pains (laughs) and it's terrible but so i I didn't i feel like i didn't lift a whole lot last year because i was trying to sort of save it i guess for golf i didn't want to aggravate it too bad but decided like it was still kind of hurting anyway. So I'm kind of shifting my mindset and getting back into the gym and, and uh, just going for more reps and trying to range of motion sort of with like the shoulder muscles and a lot of the other golf muscles, just trying to, to build back strength there to, to hopefully help me. Cause I do think that was part of my issue last year is like, like I wasn't lifting as much and I, I do think it hurt like the golf game a little bit, just cause I feel like I picked up maybe some more like, nagging golf swing type impact injuries that mm. I just, I haven't really dealt with before. Um, and so I decided to make a point to get, to get back into lifting. And then um, with it being too cold outside and I'll never get in the ice bath trend, my, my version of the ice bath. Come to daddy's house like, and I'll blow your mind. 
I had to literally My break version. the ice off it to get into it earlier, like literally like an hour ago. And seriously, freaking miserable, man. <laughs> Nah, nah, not for me. My my version of that is to just go for like a thirty minute run in twenty degree weather. I'd I'd yeah. rather do that. So yeah, and, you're and doing a lot of running too. So we'll yeah, see. I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of depressing to think about a little bit because we're probably still, I don't know, at least two and a half, three months away from. Yeah, we got we got time, which is probably consistent is outdoor golf. Yeah, yeah. so I don't know. It's, it's tough to it's tough to like sort of fill that time and like how do I make it meaningful and, and beneficial to to the golf game and whatnot so I don't know yeah. that's a struggle that's, I think I've always had that's interesting it's funny you bring that up because I was gonna honestly as we first got in that was something I was gonna ask you about because I know you're you're big into fitness and it shows you got a a, a physique on you and I was always kind of curious like what does that like is golf a, a motivator or like a key component to how or why you do certain workouts. Cause I know like for me, I don't have the ability like you to really put on like good muscle. Like I just, I just don't, I don't know. It's just my, my body type. So like lifting weights has just never been, you know, enjoyable or motivating for, for me. And I'm just a wimp. So it's just like, it's not cool lifting 15s when everyone I've ever lived with is literally pumping like 45s and 50s. So that's not motivating. So like, I know for me, I have kind of my, you know, routine and my system and and goals physically, but I don't I, like, I, I don't think that they, I think I'm just lucky in that those for me go, they bode well for, uh, for golf. But I was curious from your standpoint, but I guess now with the injury, it sounds like it has a little bit, um, but was just curious. Yeah. If that was kind of the off season stuff and stuff that, you know, other golfers can do to kind of work on that during the winter months. Yeah. I mean, I think for me, it's uh, just like with all of my workouts, I think the goal is always to been try to, to work out as much or as many different muscle groups as I can. Right. So it doesn't, don't feel like I'm ever just focusing on, on one area it's like this winter I'm trying to run probably three to four days a week to get the cardio and kind of lower body um, exercise in and then um, probably three to four days a week I'm trying to to go to the gym to lift and, and work on the upper body and like I said it's I'm shifting it because like definitely high school me and kind of a few years ago me like I was I got I got caught up in the want to lift as much as possible right get caught especially when you're going with other people right it's always it feels like a competition well, which should have gone with me I, yeah which i think you can get out over your skis a little bit especially if you're not careful right especially yeah. with oh, lifting sure. weights and so yeah. i feel like now I'm, I'm trying to shift it more where everything and this sounds like so old man but try and really like range of motion flexibility just trying to keep as many I guess, muscle groups active and consistently used, right. To try to keep everything on the same page as, yeah. as what I've tried to go with. And I don't know, it's been nice. Cause it's, it's really made me, I guess, plan out my workouts a little more than I have in the past, hmm. which is, which I've, I've enjoyed. Um, and it's kind of gives me sort of a hobby, I guess, in the winter where just can't go hit balls right during lunch. I feel like uh, this sort of workout regimen is giving me like 
I'm still, it's like golf focused in a way. So yeah. like, that's a good motivator, but at the same time, it's just like kind of another creative outlet. So. Yeah. That's good. I think that's, that's a good takeaway. And, and like I've always said, it's like, I can't recommend yoga enough. Like I'm just a big, big advocate of it for a lot of different reasons, but, and it just goes really well with for golf and range of motion. And cause I'm not flexible at all. And so I, I definitely, I, I need it. And I just like the component of just, you know, leaving like drenched and sweat. Like it just makes me feel better. <laughs> like I accomplished something similar to the stupid ice bath, but it probably really doesn't do anything, but you know, it's all just mental, you know, I'm just trying to check that box off, but yeah, it's, it, but honestly getting older, dude, it is weird. Cause I've been playing, like I mentioned, like a, a lot of basketball, like I've played like, honestly, I've kind of weeks where I'm playing like four times a week and which is a lot, like I haven't played that much in a really long time. And cause it's kind of the same thing. Like it's just easy cardio for me. Cause I enjoy doing it. And it's just like, kind of like what you're saying, it's just kind of a, an outlet for me to, to go down and to like focus on and like something to improve on and kind of gets my attention. So I don't know. It's just, it's weird. I feel like I'm like relearning what it's like to go through winter, which I was only down there for two, but honestly, for whatever reason that it just feels so different. And I also think like the winters before I moved though, I don't think they were as bad. They don't feel as bad. And like, I, we were still able to go to St. George a lot, but like, I remember like in 18 and in 19, we played golf every month, sometimes even twice every single month in the year. And it just, it just wasn't that bad. Like the snow just wasn't, wasn't as bad as it is this year. So I don't know. Yeah. That's, I mean, I, I'm I, re- I remember for sure the year before you moved down, like I remember we played golf on Halloween and it was pretty comfortable. Oh yeah. And then I nice. also remember we played golf either like the Friday or Saturday of Thanksgiving weekend. I'm pretty sure we got 18 mm-hmm. holes in it. Yeah. Like it was yeah. reasonable, then, but yeah. And even last year I had my, the best round of my life the day after Thanksgiving, I was up here for Thanksgiving and I had the best round of, yeah, of, of my golfing career on the day after Thanksgiving. So it's got yeah this is vibes, you know this year was easily the earliest the course that i work at has closed since i've been working there like i i think my last shift was like second or third week of october or something and that's crazy yeah that is early so yeah I, yeah it's I don't know. There, so my mind obviously goes there as like, I'm kind of like, and you know, it's fun to get back on the pod and get back into like a golf outlet and, and to, to get the golf fix is it's just now through this. Cause literally this time last two years, I was just literally, I was in like prime golf shape and was just like playing a ton and, you know, 55 degrees and yeah, playing every day. So I don't know. I feel like, unfortunately, I'm going to probably keep mentioning it cause it's, it's just, it's weird. It's weird to me to not be playing. <laughs> gotta, gotta cope, you know? So hopefully this will, this will just have to be the outlet, but <clears throat> yeah, so many different directions. And like, you know, it, it's been a, it's been a long time. Something also that is super interesting though, is I was looking <clears throat> on a, on my notes on my phone and last year, January 9th was like the, I don't know, kind of like the genesis of, of, just like of strive and like kind of thinking about like wanting to do a podcast, which is so dumb, right? Like I, I know what it sounds like. And like, I was honestly like, I wanted to like not tell anybody like 
that I wanted to do it. Cause I really didn't want to do it for the reasons. I think a lot of people think that you want to do a podcast, like, Oh, you want to be the next, you know, big, you know, podcast that's sponsored by Barstool. And it's like, I honestly don't like, I really, I genuinely don't. And I really don't even know what the purpose is. We kind of talked about that. Like, I, I, I don't know. I just know, like, I just wanted like to designate a place for us, like, and the dudes just to like chat, share experiences, share stories, like remember some of the stuff, like, I don't know, in eight years, I may look back and listen to these episodes and just like be totally embarrassed. But also I think that there's some value there. Like, cause also with that, like, you know, our first podcast, I think we recorded on like the 13th of January. I think it was somewhere around there. I can look, but I know it's pretty close, but just like the year and even only doing it for like the nine months that we did, I don't know about you, but like looking back and created like a, a, a recap video of, of 22 and it was, it was pretty cool to like think back of like the experiences, the people that we met, the conversations that we had, like it was pretty eye-opening and pretty, like there was a lot of growth and, and things that I honestly genuinely feel like I'll take. Um, and just kind of like, I don't know, just like the seasonality of life. Right. But I think that like just the maturity in, in life, but also in golf, like I selfishly felt like this was, you know, beneficial and, and a value add. So I, I don't know if, you know, any thoughts, like from your perspective, like you look, as you kind of think back, uh, I know it's dumb and cliche to do this, you know, in January, the stupid reflection and the goals and all that crap. But I don't know. I just think it's, it's interesting, but was curious from your perspective, like, as you just think about that. Yeah. I, uh, I mean, I echo a lot of what you just said. I think for me doing something like this, just made me really stop and think about kind of the why behind golf, right? Like why I yeah. like golf, yeah. why, I, why I insist on spending so much of my time, my money, yeah. uh, energy um, toward golf. And I felt like this outlet here gave me a way to articulate it, I guess, out loud Yeah. Um, for the, really like the first time in my life right because a lot of the stuff that we talked about or the conversations that we had like that's just been thoughts that you know I've kind of internalized basically my whole life about golf but Mm -hmm. it was nice it was fun really to sort of force myself force us to kind of organize that right and just like present it in a way to and talk about it and, and try to decipher like meanings behind it um so i thought that was really cool i was saying it's just it's not anything yeah. i've really ever done and it's not something i've typically been comfortable doing right kind of putting myself out there and it's not like i mean lots of people really are listening but it's still uh it's kind of a big leap for me and it's cool to look back to think like how much content we did put out there um and yeah, it's just like, I, I thought, I don't know, it was just cool to, to sort of grow with the podcast, I guess, right? Like yeah. sort of growing my confidence and like being able to like articulate things and, and it was cool. It really yeah. was. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree. And, and not like it, you know, cause the podcast certainly didn't like, I don't know. I feel like it kind of accomplished what I thought it was going to accomplish, honestly, like, and just like knowing that I knew it wasn't like going to, again, blow up or get huge or or whatever. But I do think like you had mentioned, like it kind of gave me a little bit more purpose, a little bit more like 
you know, yeah, articulating thoughts and as terrible as I am at it, like it is super valuable to, to, yeah, to think about things, to articulate them, to like recommend or to think about, okay, how, like when you put yourself in, like, if someone were to take the time to listen, like what would be valuable? And I still wrestle with that. And I still really don't know what that answer is, but because I look back on some of those things, like just like the practice sessions and the games to play and like the, you know, uh, talking about club fitting and like just I don't know there's just like a lot and the and the fun parts of like doing the recaps of like the majors and like all that stuff was fun too um and like going from our conversation with with Evan and someone who's super deep into it and has thousands of followers and does all that stuff it like it didn't mean that our podcast blew up any means or anything like that but yeah again super super valuable and and again still don't even know what like the <laughs> like what the purpose is or like what this is going to look like but um just yeah thankful for it and and excited to kind of continue with it in whatever form and how that looks um you know that's up for the interpretation and just seeing what what happens but <clears throat> any uh might be appropriate to kind of think back like any favorite you know conversations or or any favorite like moments uh from like from your perspective on your end uh i mean i think kind of a sort of like all encompassed both the actual trip to portland and then recapping it yeah. after um i think that was that was a highlight for sure um, shout out dane just shout out yeah. dougie buckets <laughs> oh, shout out our travel agent um yeah i mean that whole experience was fun just to go into a new city playing new courses kind of uh i don't know re uh re it's just not something we we get to do a whole lot right yeah. especially with dallas not living <clears throat> uh, near us but just kind of being able to, to take a couple of days and do that i thought that was a lot of fun um and then, I don't know, I really, I, I really enjoyed um, the recap on, on the, on, like, recapping tournaments, the two, kind of throughout the year, because uh, mm -hmm. it uh, changed the way I think I, I watched a lot of these golf tournaments, yeah. right? I feel like I yeah. uh, paid a lot more attention and, and tried to really, like, follow so I could, like, explain what happened, right, as opposed to just, like, reading like an article or something that had been written so mm -hmm. i i enjoyed that and I, I really felt like i because of that I, I got introduced to just a lot more tour players i think if that makes sense like i, yeah. I feel like i i've got i don't say like connection that's the wrong word but like there's a lot more guys i feel like i have a rooting interest right because i feel like and this is something golf in general has struggled with but just like post tiger right where there hasn't been really a player that's kind of taken control of golf right that's like mm -hmm. everyone knows who he is everyone follows him he's like much see like must watch tv but i mean i feel like this is a really a really good time for golf because i don't know if there's ever been this many good players like top to bottom each mm -hmm. week in a field so it was kind of fun to to get to know a lot more um, players kind of try to pick up on, on some of their backstories 
um, and just follow follow their progress. I, I feel like podcast played kind of a big part in that for me is like sort of my development as a fan. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I think, yeah, watching it with it, yeah, just a little bit different, more intense, I guess just being more intentional with, with watching it. And then also, yeah, just playing golf courses. Like that to me was something that like I was always kind of interested in it, but I was just based if I liked a course on how well I played. <laughs> like it's just so dumb. But like if I did not play good, I don't think I ever said anything positive about that golf course ever again, which which is so it's such a dumb mindset. But I don't know. That's just kind of my experience. And it's like, yeah, I like Mountain View is a dope course because you know, I have but my best friend there. It's just yeah, it's just dumb. So that was that was pretty eye-opening. Um for for me and then i think also just kind of you know with again i i bring up evan just because that stuff really interests me and I, i've talked about it before with you know with close people like with you and you know with some friends like my wife that like just like the mental side of of golf i think is what intrigues me most and it's just something that i feel like we can all work on the most and that's where we see the biggest benefits not only in golf but particularly like with personal professional like outside of of golf there's just such value there so that was that was pretty big and and just kind of feeding into some of the the goals that that i had and i felt like that definitely had an influence in, in achieving some of those so yeah it's super fun i i was curious though like kind of thinking back uh a, a random question that i that just kind of popped in when we first started talking was like as it kind of went through when you said portland and some other stuff of like do you have your can you think of your best shot of the year and your worst shot of the year? Cause my worst shot came when you just brought up Portland was, was, I mean, kind of setting the stage. Everyone may have, have remembered during the summer, I had a, a, a very difficult time with the driver, which is so weird. Cause I've never really had that before. And my word four left all day. And that was just such a struggle, man. And that, unfortunately kind of impacted my my golf this summer which is uh, it's unfortunate uh, and i'll just leave it at that um but i don't know if you remember our boy dougie buckets dude and that uh number 17 at um i uh, just drew, drew a blank on like what course did we play with him uh uh oh wildwood wildwood yeah i was gonna say westwood but that didn't sound right yeah <laughs> uh 17 dude it's that shorter par four like and the thing that frustrated me the most is like any other time in my life playing that hole it would suit my eye so well like it kind of goes around like it it gently kind of draws back right to left and i just hit like one of the worst snap hooks and it was just kind of like it epitomized the the summer and it was just it, it was a really 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 poor swing and kind of really disappointing. So that kind of got me thinking. I was super curious to to hear, and I can give my my best, but I want to hear from you your your worst and your your best shot if you can think. If you if you need time to think, I can share my best. But that is just something, and I have a lot of of bad swings that I could I could bring up too. But that was one that was probably most disappointing for me. Yeah, you got them. I can share my best real quick. I I think I've 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 got a bad for sure, and I mean there. There were a lot of oh, shots and for sure, but <laughs> but I I think kind of like the the one that's the most memorable at the biggest stage was in my stadium qualifier. Um, 
that's trying to remember what hole it was. It would have been on like my fifth or sixth hole of the day. Um, like I'd started pretty well. I think I was like, it's like one over through five and I'd made, I'd made like the sweetest par on the hole before, like just the most, especially for me, the most impossible up and down. I'd somehow got up and down. So I was feeling pretty great going to this next tee shot. And it, it, this next hole is like a par four that kind of, it was pretty straight. And then once you get into the landing zone, it sort of dog legs left and goes downhill. And so the idea is you, you really don't need to hit driver because you can can run through the fairway. And in my practice round and like in discussions with kind of my dad and people that have played the course before, like I was even thinking like I didn't even need to hit three wood really. Like it probably could have just been a fine hybrid get into the 150, 160 landing area, which is perfect to, to take on, to on the hole. But I'll never forget like walking to the tee box, just feel like the dreaded, like, <laughs> right before you select the club like oh man that's a little bit of breeze into my face i better i better go three wood <laughs> better crush this thing and i mean for whatever like i don't i don't i didn't really have this miss this specific miss too often all year so that's why it was kind of jarring and terrible but just not committed swing and basically just a dead pop-up straight right out of play and I did it on that hole and then seriously the next par four where it was the same mindset. Like it should have just been a hybrid, felt a little bit of wind. So I hit three wood and just popped it straight up and blocked out of play right as well. And so like those two holes, I had a triple and a double, right? And if I, if I, if I play, if I knock three, if I make a bogey, like if I make a bogey and a par on those two holes playing the way the rest of the round, the way I did, I could probably qualify pretty easily. So it's just like, <laughs> yeah I, I think to me those two three wood things where i was trying to lay up very consequent commit yeah so i i think that was for me that was those the swings that the worst swings that they'll, they'll live with me from 2022 yeah those are those are those are tough and i had i had a few of those too and all, i guess kind of to add you kind of add too so i'll kind of add another one and this one's like just low stake, low fidelity, like not a big deal, but just one of those, we've all been in that situation where there's like a foursome, a group of a really, a really good foursomes on the first tee. And at Bloomington where I've been playing, it's kind of right. I mean, it's center stage, man, that there's a patio there, the, the pro shop is there. The putting green is there. The ninth hole is there. Like it is, it, it's a stage. And so just Victor and I were going. And so there was just two of us. So they're like, you guys just want to go real quick. And again, I'm in prime fighting the left hook, you know, mode. And yeah, dude, I just, we were just like kind of hurrying they're watching. And again, there are four well-known, really good players in St. George. And uh, just uh, again, I'm, I'm not joking. It didn't apex over eight feet and didn't go more than like, like 180 yards off the like it was that bad of just like this low snap hook caught the thick bermuda rough in the it's dead of summer so it just the ball went nowhere and uh so i had to yeah and, and the cart can't go over there because it shuts off so i had to take it from the cart path run you know with with the two iron it didn't hit the two iron great blocked it in the water like it was it was the it was a sight so just because those are so common. Right? I think everybody who's played golf can empathize there, right? Like 
playing through someone, you're already feeling rushed, especially when they're a good group. Oh, you just hate to see that. And I just, I failed miserably. So that's fun. On to better. Uh, what, what was one of your, one of your best shots of the year? Uh, I don't know. It's a tough one. I, this is kind of a weird year of golf for me where it's like in the middle of the summer, I got my handicap down to the lowest it's ever been. I got it below a one for the first time in my life, but it was weird because it wasn't like I never, I never shot under par. I don't think, and if I did, I mean, it was maybe just once, and I just shot like one under. Like honestly, it was just a bunch of like one and two over rounds of golf. So like, I I think I got rid of a lot of the bigger scores and just kind of took my dispersion down. Yeah. Um, but with there's that, there's a lot to be said about that. Like that is, it's a big yeah. deal. So. So I mean, that was good. Yeah. It's like I with that like there was just not a ton memorable from it um but just thinking i'd probably go with um a shot at gearheart it was i don't remember what number it was it was either five or six it was the par four it was after the par four where um um that after that dog lake par four where we uh I think you ended up chipping like up above the bunker and you had to chip like way out wide in the bowl. Um, So so it was on the front nine, you said? So it was like number five? Yeah, on the front nine. Yeah. It's like there was that that one, it was like a blind tee shot that kind of dog leg left around a little like marshy area. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so the next hole hole. after that, yeah, the next hole coming back after that. Like up and Back up the hill. Yeah, Yeah. blind shot. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Bunkers bunkers everywhere so yeah that was Second that was shot. kind of a fun hole because we all took like different approaches off the tee so i like i laid back with like a, a pretty good like bullet iron but i still had like i don't know like 180 no and it was yeah. blind it was blind because i didn't get it up on because that was like the play right either later the fat part of the fairway but it's a blind sec which I means side note that was like why i love gearheart so much like all the different shots yeah so i i i took the conservative route off the tee had like 180 blind shot couldn't like i had to walk up the hill to pick a target it was up and into the wind a little bit so i'm like all right i got my target i'm kind of guessing playing it like 200 and i was like okay i'm gonna try to flight it and keep it low and i remember like off the face like it was just one of those where it just felt so pure and it flew so straight right on my line i was like man i sure hope that line was right because that was right on it (laughs) and yeah, sure enough, it flew right over the pin, and there was a little bowl behind the pin, and it landed probably 10, 15 feet past the pin, caught the downslope, and rolled back probably to like three or four inches um, for the oh, yeah. chicken burger. I, I remember that. Man, you just that describing that just gave me the biggest golf itch, man. Like, <laughs> oh, I just want to hit a shot so bad. But yeah, I remember that because I was kind of on the wrong end of that. And I feel like we had some like, we had some pretty good pins, but I felt like there probably could have been a day where we could have used some of those slopes, like even more on a, just on a few of the holes, but that hole in particular, you played it right. And I played it completely wrong. Cause I had it about, I felt like I hit a pretty decent shot. Yeah, you went but it was left. Pin high. Yeah. yeah. Pin high left, like probably only like 10 feet or so. And then my, and I hit a, I hit my spot, hit my line on the chip, a little bump and run and ended up like, I had like a 30 footer coming back for a par. And it was like, man, like, 
Yeah, that's that's when golf is at its funnest, right? Like watching it, playing it. And I think that's why you're such a big advocate of Lynx golf and why I've kind of grown to like appreciate that that golf really is like some of the funnest. And it really, you know, it just you just have to use your your feels and your your imagination. And yeah, you you did that like perfectly. So yeah, I still remember that was a yeah, that was a sick hole, sick course. Shout out Gearheart. We're coming back, baby. I don't know when, but we're coming back. <laughs> um yeah, it's awesome. I think mine is def mine has stuck with me for for a while. So it was pretty easy because it was at second day, you know, goal of mine was to, to play in the state am. So it was as Soldier Hollow, though, which I was not pumped about. I have demons there. Like I said, I played bad, so I always hated the course. When it really is, it, it is a good course. And you know, of what I just I'm kind of eating my own words of what I just said. Like I it, it's it's links, it's like it, it is a really cool anyway. So it's on the 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 gold course um, uh, on hole. So you have 18, 17, 16, 15. It's a daunting tee shot. Like it's like it kind of epitomizes that the back nine on the gold course where literally there's mountain native right. There's a huge hill down downhill mountain native left like and if you hit it out of the fairway you're not fine you're reteeing and i'm not even joking as soon as i found out that it was like that i was gonna play that tee shot was the one that i i feared the most i'm not even joking i seriously was dreading it the whole time and coming off of not a great day the first day of just like i really grew an appreciation for how uh real like accounting for elevation changes like playing in St. George and like the days leading up, I was playing in Vegas and Mesquite. So even more so. And then I came up here and the first day I was just, I was just airmailing deep streets, so many greens and just putting myself in the worst spots. And it was so frustrating because honestly, I, I hit the ball about as good as I could have. It was, it was crazy. So yeah, I kind of took that after the first day. So the second day I'm like, All right, I'm just going to play free. I'm just going to trust my instincts. And me and my dad are kind of having this conversation and kind of coming off a pretty, pretty good stretch. Um, cause I actually birdied, uh, 13, which is, it's a definitely a gettable hole, but same thing. If you miss way left or way right, you're kind of in trouble. Um, so birdied, birdie 13, part 14, which is like this part four, this, this kind of mid par three. And then 15 is like, is just this, if you've ever played it, you know what I'm talking about. Like it, it's kind of a daunting tee shot. Cause you, you honestly can't miss. And with, the hook problems that I was having, I was, I was shaken. So hit a hybrid off the tee. And I honestly, I just remember teeing it up and was just like, dude, if you fear and you, you fear hitting out of bounds, you're going to hit out of bounds. So just make an aggressive swing and odds are you're probably going to find your ball. So just swing committed. So I did hit a really nice high draw, caught the slope, kind of went down. And it was like, I was, so I was just like, okay, like success, like this whole term, everything is a success. And get to the second shot and kind of taking into account of what I was just talking about. Of just like, I think, I think I had the yardage of like, it was like 190 or so front pin. It's, it's downhill. So kind of accounting for that. And I'm not one to like flex on yardages. Like I'll be the first one to admit, I don't hit the ball very far, but this one was just like, I honestly feel like if I hit a really good nine iron just felt like, I can hit it there. Judging from the, the day before, like I can get it there. And usually 190, that's like a solid six iron for me. Like that's, you know, that's usually how it is. But for whatever reason, it was just hitting the irons really, really well. 
and just trusted it and hit just a super aggressive full swing nine iron and it just it didn't leave the stick the whole way and yeah it stuck to like a foot and and was able to tap it in and, and just kind of take that momentum but that was that was really big and that's just something that has has stuck with me of like because you know me i kind of like to default to like club down or club up and just kind of swing down and just kind of finesse one and sometimes it works a lot of times it doesn't and this was just one right it was just nice to finally trust the swing and 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 pull it off so it thankfully has kind of stuck around so we got to count those right like we have plenty of terrible swings so when the good ones do happen like we got it we got to shout them out man we gotta we gotta remember those it's that's funny hearing you tell that story because i feel like your most memorable shot for me from the year before was also at the stadium it was at par five at alpine on the back nine and it was the same thing where it's like you 17 got, man you got like 225 or whatever 230 and like the thought was like it's either like a kind of a laid off choke down hybrid or or go after the four iron and it was the same exact conversation it's like let's just swing aggressive we'd rather leave ourselves under the hole yeah and sure enough you especially when you're hitting a longer club i feel like you always want to side on the more aggressive swing for so sure it's like hit that foreign and yeah same thing literally did not leave the flag stick yeah um, i still remember that one too, yeah there. it is interesting because yeah like on the second hole of the day we weren't in that groove yet and par five number two at alpine roped it was like 240 something and just rope that through and over the back. I mean, just airmailed the entire green, barely stayed in bounds. <laughs> so shout out to the caddy savant to talk me off the ledge because I was pulling hybrid. Like no doubt I was pulling hybrid. So yeah, it's <clears throat> it's just enjoyable to kind of talk through <clears throat> talk through shots and be able to execute it. There's there's something to be said about that. So you know, we gotta we gotta remember those gems. They don't come very often. So broken yeah. clocks for broken clocks right twice a day or something like yeah, yeah. a good swing sometimes. exactly exactly <laughs> oh man so I, what else then anything else for for kind of the 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 kickoff of of 23 as we kind of like reflect back i mean have a ton of additional topics and other things that we're certainly going to talk about but um you know we didn't want to you know, didn't know where this was, was going to go, but I think ultimately just kind of reflecting back on, you know, this is just, it's been fun. It's been awesome. It's, it's fun to like involve our, our buddies and, and, you know, document like one of those fun matches that we had in the early spring. Like there's, you know, just a lot of, uh, a lot of good times that comes from, because next another thing, all the countless drives that we've had to St. George are like, you know, nights, you know, maybe not sleeping in the same bed, but in the same room, you know, and we, we're, we're, we're talking and we're just like, man, these are, these are priceless conversations that, that, you know, you gotta be documented. So this is the, this is the start of such conversations, but what else you got, man? Anything else for, for the, 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 the episode tonight? Um, I mean, did you, uh, did you want to get into any kind of goals or sort of, what you're shooting for this year with your golf game? You know, that's, that's a good, I, I have to admit. Have you, done, have you thought about it at all? Well, that's the thing is I've, I've, I'm in an interesting place. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to go down this freaking rabbit hole, man. Cause I'm definitely big into like, you know, 
goals and and talked about a lot visionary manifesting goals like those are like it's kind of part of my makeup of everything that i do and so i have some i've i've been really intentional about just like the like the systems i built i'm building for like personally and, and professionally and physically i think I, i've kind of nailed those down um and I'm, I'm excited about about those this year but golf hasn't, I, I haven't gotten to it. Like I said, dude, kind of out of sight, out of mind, man. I see snow outside. I'm not thinking golf. So to, to my, uh, my pitfall, I, I haven't given it too much thought. I will say like the last two years I've, I've had the same golf goal. Um, and so this year I, I want it to be a little bit different. I, the biggest goal for me, uh, you know, and I try, I, again, I, I want to be removed from, you know, the outcome. I think that's, that's something that's also important, but I do want to qualify for the Utah four ball. Like that was a golf, as far as golf playing, that was a highlight playing with you this year, playing in that. It was our first time, first time for you too, right? Yes. yes. So first time doing that. And that was just a ton of fun. And I feel like I definitely, <laughs> I let you down as far as like being a teammate, but honestly, I was, I was the, I think top three to five funnest rounds of the year. Um, just because there's so much potential there and, and like, it's such a, I don't know, it's just a, it was a perfect vibe of like super, like really competitive. Like it's a big deal, but it was laid back enough um, that the dudes we played with, they took it super serious and they were good golfers, but like, and they beat us and they almost qualified. I think they missed about like one, but it's like, I, I would take us, you know, nine times out of 10 to, to potentially to, to beat those guys in a regular, you know, four ball. But anyway, all that to say, like, that was super fun. So like going back and thinking about something that I just feel like would make like the, the year just super fun. And again, trying to remove myself from the outcome, but if I had a, if I had a goal or a wish, it would be to obviously we're definitely, you know, playing in it, but, but qualifying would be a blast. So that's that's one and there's others like as far as just you know focus on the things that we've we've talked about you know kind of over and over again of just like how i react to shots what what's you know my attitude and you know making sure that i you know just enjoy it and not worry so much about um about the score. So I think that will be, you know, kind of subcategories depending on the round and the situation and, and whatnot, but that's probably my biggest goal is, is to qualify for the, for the four ball. So what about, what about you? Feels like you, you got some, some brewing. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's, I, I think the four ball that, um, cause there's really like in Utah, there's three, big amateur qualifying tournaments right there's the state am there's the mid am and then there's the four ball hmm. um so like obviously i would love to qualify for the state am that's always been kind of the number one goal um but have to acknowledge like this year is going to be tougher because because it's like i think it's like the 125th rendition of it or some kind of anniversary they're hosting it at like a super prestigious country club in Utah. And with that, they're probably going to cut the field in half would be my assumption. So to qualify this year for me, that's going to be a big ask. Um, so it's like, okay, there's one that might be tough. Then to move on to the, to the mid-am qualifier. Um, that would also be fun. But unfortunately, like the two qualifying sites, like just not great for my game. So it's like, uh, I got to overcome. Where are they again? 
Um, one one of the qualifiers is Stonebridge, which is fine. It's just a hard course. Stonebridge yeah. is just a hard course. Uh-huh. Um, and then yeah, the other one's at Fox Hollow, which just is oh. a hard, we're hard just, task for me. We're not, we're not showing up there. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll kick that conversation, <laughs> but we ain't showing up there. I mean, that's said, I got to kind of deal with that. And then the third big one that's the four ball, like, yes, that one, that one is at this point, like on paper to me, like that's the most realistic and like the one I'm most excited about at this point, just because one, it's, it's not till the end of summer. So I feel like I've got a lot more time to get the game in shape. Um, And that's one, like, I feel like I could, I could play well enough potentially to qualify, like. The stadium, there's a lot of good qualifying sites where it's like my game feels comfortable, but just knowing in an 84-person qualifying site this year with them only taking potentially like 10 to 12 at each qualifying site, knowing that I've got to probably shoot under par in a tournament setting, like that's just going to be a big ask for me. Um, so it's like I've still got to – and we can – I feel like this would, uh, this would make for a good kind of – follow up podcast like have a real like solid just like goal session one yeah so it's like i feel like i gotta kind of reconcile with my like internally to get in the right mindset because it's like i've already sort of like accepted defeat in a couple of those right which is never great from a, a goals perspective yeah um yeah. <clears throat> got got those and then there's just there's a couple fun scramble tournaments that uh, we've got on the calendar too that i'm looking forward to where last year i feel like I, I didn't uh, contribute as much as I I feel like I should have because I, I sort of hang my hat on being like a, a solid wedge player and playing with the team that that we have I got a lot of opportunities to stick wedges close and I, I feel like I, I didn't do a great job in, in either of these scramble tournaments so I'm hoping for uh, some redemption this year in those so yeah I like it Hey, a lot to say about that, but I'll I'll save that for for another podcast. I think it'd be it'd be interesting to kind of dive through, yeah, like you know, just processes and how we go about those goals and why why we do it. But I don't know. I think for the four ball, you just we haven't talked about it or you know formally asked, but maybe you just need a different partner, man. Because <laughs> this year, I, I man, there's so much we could say. I wish we would have recapped that, like. The, the hour after it was done because that drive home man we were fired up we're just we're talking all sorts of stuff would uh oh, wish we would have uh wish we would have just hit the record button and had that one because that was interesting but anyway that that is that that'll be that'll be a good one um because where is it at again it's at the the uh it's like the private so that, for like the air or what is it again um so the, the mid am it the mid no, before, at Hill Air Force. Oh, that's right. The mid That's right. Okay. I think the four ball, I think the four ball itself is at Davis. Davis, is, where we did the, the qualifier. qualifier. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I'm I'm not sure where the where the qualifier would be. Like if it holds holds true to like last year, they did the qualifier at Davis and then the actual tournament was down the street at Valley View. So maybe they just swap it this year and have mm-hmm. the qualifier yeah. at Valley View and the tournament at Davis, which would be yeah. fun. Yeah, it would be be tough one, but yeah. Well, this is uh, it's it's always fun, man. It always gets me fired up, gets me back into the. It really gets gets the itch deep, like attic deep, where I'm I'm <laughs> making owies on my on my arm, man. I'm ready to go. <laughs> uh, I'm ready to three putt and snap hook. Though, okay, that's another golf goal. Your boy this year, I'm hitting cuts. I I'm I'm doing it. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna get. I'm. This this doubt when I played the four rounds, 
down in, in St. George over the, the holiday break. Um, shout out to a, a, a young man, a, a, an up and coming teacher, former Utah state player of the year. Um, he kind of, kind of took it upon himself to, <laughs> to give me some, uh, some tips and it was, it was interesting. Um, and yeah, he's, he's got an eye for it and he's, he's a crazy good player. So I, I took his word for it and that was the last round that I played, but there were no balls left. It was all high, high cuts and it was, it, it was pleasant. So that's, that's another goal. I will stay tuned. We'll see how that goes. I'm sure come June, I'll be just going back to just permanent left hand up, head down, ashamed of myself. Ah, dirty boy. But we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see. It's it's going to be, it's going to be good, but to document it and just to come back and have the conversations, it's going to, it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. So anything else, man? Uh, I mean, as far as just kind of some wrap up golf content, I uh, got a couple golf books for Christmas to help uh, yeah. fill a golf pitch. And one of them, yeah, one of them is this <laughs> book. Uh, super into it. It's it's called A Course Called America by Tom Coyne. I don't know if you've heard of Tom Coyne. He's a, no. he's a good friend of the No Laying Up dudes. Um, um, and he's like, he's sort of put his name on the map where he toured all of the golf courses in ireland and scotland oh yeah he it. walked yeah. every course right yeah so yeah he's, he's got two a... books yeah, yeah 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 so he's got a book on his ireland travels and a book on his scotland travels so those were his first his first two um then the most recent one he did a couple years ago it's america so he played i want to say it was like somewhere like 280 courses over the course of like nine months in all oh, 50 my. states and he just writes about it and he's he's a really good storyteller um in my he's got a great mix of like really illustrating kind of the golf courses itself that he played but then he's mm-hmm. got a great way of telling stories about all the people he met along the way because really that's what sort of i want to say like crowdfunded it for him but like because he had a pretty big following and he put it out like hey i'm doing america next and so everyone reaches out and wants to like host him like course hey, i got the ends here and yeah. so he's able to just basically meet all these online friends and meet up with them in real life and play golf and, and just seeing cool. him document it it was i don't know I, cool. I really i really liked it so that that's really I've, I've been reading that i just finished it. it took me about a week and i i feel like it's this is like and especially with the pj tour starting back up like i'm really starting to like get excited for golf again because like really october november december like it's like all right just kind of taking a break but i feel like now i'm sort of like yeah okay i'm I'm looking forward to it now so. that's cool yeah and i know that guy where i think he does some writing for the golfers journal too yeah um, i think he's, he's the executive super, editor yeah he's he is yeah. a really good really articulate and yeah he's a really good storyteller from stuff i've seen he's done some videos too with some other people so yeah that's interesting but yeah you got me itching man you got me going so i'm ready to to get it back and and just be the 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 wildling hack again man i hate it but it's just oh so many ways i can go down that and and feelings on that but we'll we'll save that for another time well that it shot i mean always just a joy man i keep saying it but uh it's it's 
it's awesome to just, yeah, recap and just like, again, like how we met, man, and how we've kind of continued the the friendship. I mean, outside of golf, I don't know if we would have continued just like the conversations and, and, you know, just kind of continuing the, the friendship. And it's interesting to see like where we're at and we're just, yeah, we're just dads trying to pay our mortgage and keep a kid alive, man. Like, but we have this nagging, crazy addiction of golf and man, it's uh it's just such a, a a good feedback loop and indicator for for life. So hopefully we we make some more stories and learn more lessons as we you know traverse through finding that that white ball. So as always, I'm gonna keep saying it, keep striving, and uh, can't wait for what 2023 is gonna hold. Yeah, bring it on.